Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's show, we finally have Jared and Sharon back on at the same time. So let's go ahead and welcome Sharon back. How's it going? Uh, how was it, you know, being on the bench for quite some time? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, I was partially subbed in uh, at the last podcast, and it was just, uh, you had to do a little bit of a mashup, which felt like today's game. <laughs> today's match versus LA Galaxy 2 felt like some kind of a weird mashup, right? You know, it's like if if Mark Briggs could have edited the way that you edited that last podcast, yay, that would have been great. Or if Mark Briggs had a rotation squad that handled two podcasts ago when we had the um we had a couple subs. We I think we had Ryan and Rave Bear. Um, anyhow, it feels great to be back as a family, as a unit. I could see Jared on the podcast. He was Uncle Jared a minute ago when Pasha made an appearance and saw him and then realized it was just two dimensions and said, I'm out. So, Jared, how are you doing? Well, it's not that bad of a Sunday. At least my Jets won. So, I've got at least that. Uh, this match, though, as far as comparing it to a mashup, it uh, definitely felt out of key. and. Uh, Probably was created with audacity instead of uh, some of the better programs. But nonetheless, we just move forward. Now, hopefully, this is the last time we, we have to deal with uh, Los Dos. Um, I know they're still, still mathematically in the playoff hunt, but I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen better matches. That's uh, the cleanest I'll put it here. How about you, Louise? Um, you know, it's, it was a frustrating game for me and y'all saw in the chat how frustrated I got. And, you know, I, I, I want to say, let's just brush this off and keep going. But now it's kind of become a little worrisome having three consecutive games in which we've lost. And not only that too, right. But we didn't play well. We had a red card for those dose that we didn't take advantage of. And we'll, we'll talk about the goals here shortly too, but I didn't see the sense of urgency to try to get the win uh, at any point in time. And uh, I mentioned it before in the last podcast that this can get pretty serious for us, right? Because we can go from being in fourth place down to like sixth place and not be in a good territory. And the worst thing that can happen to you is closing the season in a bad note and then going to playoffs (laughs) because you want to end in a good form, right? I think a lot of teams that we've seen make the playoffs and ultimately become champions, they fit a pretty good form before getting there. And if you can't beat these teams that we thought could have been easy on paper, I'm a little worried about the next two rivals that have a lot to play for still and what it could mean playing against them. I know we're going to be playing at home both matches, but you know, coach has got to do a lot of work with these guys, especially after these last couple of games. All right. Well, uh, let's go on and move on to Golazos of Gratitude. And this time, let's just go with you, Jared. Uh, what are some of the ones that you have for us today? All right. Well, I do have a, a couple of Golazos of Gratitude. Uh, this, this one's going to be a, a blast from the past. I want to give a Golazos of Gratitude to Mike DeFonte, who I still follow through Instagram. He's uh, nowadays living in upstate New York. He's actually been rehabbing a couple properties, uh, renting them out. Uh, as well as doing uh, doing his own uh, training school on the side, and in fact, I uh, decided to help out help support uh, that uh, by buying a, a jersey from him. So 
in about three or so weeks' time, uh, I'll I'll have the reveal on that. It's uh, actually not not too bad looking, and I decided to get his old uh, Republic FC uh, number on on there as well. So I'll have to uh, post pics once I get it, and also uh, I'm gonna say a. Another glass of gratitude to uh, Flixbus for still even this close to going to uh, Tucson this Wednesday. Still managed to have a great bus fare, and I was able to set it up so I can actually travel neighbor-free for my bus. So for whatever cost it was for the fare and then picking a seat for just a little bit more, if there's room, you can actually book the second uh, seat next to you. Probably not even 11 bucks or so, so. Definitely great glass of gratitude because I'm going to be hanging out with Scott Bradford and taking in the Pueyo FC match versus FC Tucson. Cannot wait for that. And we're definitely getting some EGs, uh, possibly before the match. Sharon, how about you? What are your glasses of gratitude? I mean, yours sounds spectacular, especially Mike DeFont. By the way, the E is silent. If you've, uh, it, you know, just Mike, it's Mike DeFont. Um but he's a uh, he. Uh, what a character he was! He had his brother Stephen with him in the early days when he was uh, playing for the squad. And boy, he he knows business. That man knows business, and it's no surprise that he's doing the property rehab. And if you're not following him on Instagram, you really should be because his stories of his training sessions, his own personal workouts, his girlfriend, and the properties that he's working on are so fabulous. I mean, it's like, he does he sleep? I mean, that's one of those things. Anyhow, I'm glad you did those glasses of gratitude. I've been tempted to also get a jersey, but I've got so many. Remember, I have the Josh Cohen. Snuggle yeah, I have that one. I have the one from, um, oh, jeez, Maccabi Haifa, Haifa Maccabi. Yeah, ah, I have that jersey. Anywho, glasses of gratitude. Somebody's birthday's coming up in a couple of days, and I really want to give a huge shout out to our host, our main man, Luis Urbano, for always being the backbone of this podcast. I mean, like, just incredible what he does behind the scenes. We were talking about how, you know, he spliced uh, and diced all of the episode, the last episode, so that it would, you know, happen as though he recorded us both at the same time, which didn't happen. It was, you know, we subbed in for each other kind of a thing. Um, and I really just, it's just been fabulous these last few couple of years of, you know, working alongside you, Luis. Um, alongside you only figuratively. <laughs> And only literally alongside you a handful of times, but those times have been a blast. So, you know, big shout out to you. And then a second one I'm going to follow up with because of one of the my more most favorite things in the world. Well, I shouldn't say in the world, going to a, a Premier League match in England was like favorite. Um, was is our giant pumpkin festival right here in Elk Grove. And if anybody saw my Instagram feed. I love watching this stupid pumpkin regatta. They get these giant gourds in a contest. And, you know, it's this two-day event that takes, like, I'm sure a year to really organize. And it's really well run. Um, and so they, they for this regatta, they take these contest gourds, cut them open, scoop out the innards. A person sits in the gourd. They try to paddle across the lake and back to win a small prize. It's not a whole lot of money. And it's just hilarious. It literally is 
hilarious. I don't even think they win money. I think it it's like whatever. I think what it's but it's hilarious. And you know, one guy his pumpkin capsized in the very beginning. And then after they get done with that, they put them up on a crane and they drop them from like way high, like four stories high. They drop these pumpkins back into the lake just to watch them make a splash. And that is like my favorite thing to do at the Giant Pumpkin Festival. Big shout out to Kasama's Parks and Rec and the city of Elk Grove and everybody else who is involved. Sorry, you guys really should get, you should, <laughs> you should join me someday. There you go. Those are my glasses of gratitude. Well, that sounds really fun. And I wonder who actually goes and gets the pumpkins after <laughs> who has to go inside the water and get them out of there. <laughs> oh, they have people in the oh, okay. hip waders. Oh, they have a lot of volunteers. I mean, I would probably end up being a volunteer <laughs> to go rescue bits and pieces of the dropped pumpkins from the crane. It would be, you know, be like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I can, I can handle that. That'd be fun. Anyhow, on to you, Luis, Galazes of Gratitude. Well, th thank you for the shout out. I, I really appreciate that. I had a lot of fun, you know, piecing things together like that. And that's the magic of editing. And sometimes, you know, you can't realize that we say words the wrong way and then I'm able to just magically glue them together. And when it's all audio, it works fine and all. When it's video, it's a little more challenging. So that's why I prefer to edit audio. <laughs> it's just a little more seamless to do so. But um, as far as my glossal gratitude, I, I got to say, I forgot to say it in the last podcast, but huge uh, glossal gratitude out to the team for sharing our uh, press conference from the last game. And I say it in this instance mainly because I know that for one, it's never easy to you know share a press recording after a loss. And for two, even for players, coach, it's never easy to talk after a loss like that, right? And we know it was a close match. We know we probably should have gotten the win in the last game, but you know, it was still really great to hear their thoughts. And I mean, I would say most of the time people want to hear what coach and the players have to say after a loss more than after a win, right? Because sometimes there's not much to say after a win. But after a loss, as we'll find out today, there is definitely a lot of thoughts going around. And I'm sure everyone listening to us has their own thoughts on how our form has been like. So again, thank you to them for, for doing that and for continuing to do so in a timely manner. Really appreciate it. And all of our listeners do as well. All right. Well, uh, just to take care of some of the items that normally go at the end, but just uh, to give a reminder to everyone. Uh, if you want to give us a follow on all our social media platforms at State Republic 12 is where you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Go ahead and do that. Also, you can check out our website, SACSoccerPod.com and listen to all of our shows and be able to also leave us a voicemail, uh, leave us a review as well. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it actually gets fed right into the website. So if you want to see your name on there, if you want to give us a shout out, that's the place to do so. And it'll actually um, auto show up on there. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, another way to actually leave a review is actually manually on the website. There's an option there to add your review. So we greatly appreciate everyone who has either written a review or has actually given us a, a rating review. I know we've gotten quite a few of those there as well. All right. Well, let's get right into this game that just happened literally about an hour ago. Our last game against Los Dos ever, right? Or at least as Jared mentioned, hopefully <laughs> it is. But LA Galaxy 2 is going to be moving on to MLS Next Pro. And, you know, this was the game that we could have beaten them and at least, you know, eliminated any hope of playoff for them. But 
now we've kind of given them a slight bit of hope <laughs> of actually making it into the playoffs. And in the first half, they scored really early, right? In the seventh minute, a guy by the name of Preston Judd, which I think a lot of us are familiar with that guy because he has scored before against Sacramento. And if we take a look at the play that happened, and I want to hear what you guys think about this play too, but it all happened so quick, but I felt like Connor Donovan could have done a little bit more. And I feel like that was the story of the game. Personally, myself with Connor, he wasn't the same guy that we've seen in other matches. And he seemed a bit lost out there, which kind of worries me, especially since he's been one of our reliable defenders right after Dan Casey. So what were your guys' thoughts on this goal? So I'll tell you what, you know, I know he slipped, but there were other defenders nearby. I mean, Tiago, once he got past, once, the um, uh, Preston Judd got past Thiago. I didn't see Thiago making a huge recovery run. I mean, he was making a little bit of a recovery run, but I think Carlos, I think Carlos sits on this one a little bit. I, I honestly believe this was, a, this was savable. If you look at his positioning, Carlos's positioning, you know, he moves nicely, but that was within, he, he, he was a little too far out at the end of the day. And this was, this was definitely something that was savable, but, but the passing of the ball and the compression of our defense wasn't there. I didn't, I didn't see it. And, you know, it's on Connor's, it is on Connor's shoulders to organize the defenders, you know, the, the three defensive backs and to kind of make them aware of the plays that are coming up the gut. And, you know, those, the play that they made that perfect pass right into Preston Judd and then, um, you know, Connor, Connor Donovan kind of whiffed at the tackle there, but it, to his credit, he pulled back before the line because he didn't want to get a, you know, a PK and he was relying on Carlos, but Carlos was a little bit too far out. Um, the play happened way too fast for uh, Carlos to recover and get back in better positioning. But he, you know, from everything that I saw when I was watching the game, all the replays, especially not the replays where they showed him in the sun where you can't see it. <laughs> this was definitely a, this was, Carlos dove too late, you know, um, so I don't know. I don't know. Jared? I'm in agreement with with all that. I mean, part of it was Connor Donovan doing his best to keep up, but just uh, slipping uh, towards the end, and then Carlos being a little too far out. I think if if he was a little little closer, uh, uh, closer back to to the uh, back line or or the net, probably would have given him a little bit more opportunity to see, see the ball coming through, but you know, really, with, with how that sun line is, uh, is hitting, that probably could have been a factor as well. But, uh, yeah, this was not a good look for our back line, unfortunately. And, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot uh, further to be done other than maybe just if uh, Connor had a little bit better footing and uh, Carlos maybe just back a little bit further and you know, keep at least to get some shade in his eyes. But, you know, it's in the past. You have to move on. And, you know, I mean, I think Connor was a little bit in front of Judd, right? I would probably say like a step beyond. And I just think that maybe he should have pulled a tackle right when he had the chance, right? Should have been one of those like instant tackles. You see the ball coming through, do the tackle. If we get a foul, it'll be a yellow card, but you won't leave Preston with a one-on-one opportunity as as he did. That's That's how I kind of saw that. And I see what you guys are saying, too, with Carlos. I think he could have done a little bit better, right? He did leave some open space right there for uh, Judd to put it right through. So multiple mistakes, right? But 
you know, these things happen and we're so close to playoffs that if you were in this situation, that might be game over, right? And and that's kind of what ended up, you know, messing with our game today was that early goal. The team fell through and we're not seeing the same team that we saw earlier in the season that even though they were down the scoreline, they never gave up. You know, we managed to get some wins and some ties after uh, being uh, below in the scoreline. And that just worries you so much. I don't know about you guys, but playoffs are going to be here. And if you can't recover from a 1-0 loss. You're done. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. They gave me chills when you actually wrote that in our little chat. When Mm. you said, if this were playoffs, they'd be out. And, you know, and if they're playing like that, it's just like, oh, my God, they got to get their poop in a pile because they can't continue to be like this. They can't continue to just implode in a sense. And, you know, at the at the end of the match, and I know we're going to go through a couple of the things, but at the end of the match, there was so much like kitchen sink attitude that there was we lost a little bit of our rhythm in the last five, 10 minutes of the of the match. It just oh, I hate having our guys put into that kind of a situation, you know, where we go two goals down and then we have to play crap soccer, you know, boot the ball kind of soccer. It was just. It's so sad because we're so much better than this. And, mm. I, you know, and, and in talking with uh, with Tina, you know, it's it's a we we need to recover. And and like I said, Luis, you it when you wrote that in the chat chills, it just yeah, um, they need to get their spark and connection back, says Tina. And that is that's the key, you know. And there's a few other keys that I'll repeat, you know, that Martha and I were talking about. But um, yeah, man. <sighs> and it's one of those things where, you know, one might say, OK, Roro was in the pitch. Uh, Lee is out the whole season. Dan Casey wasn't playing, but we can't just depend on any players. Right. And we know these guys are capable of getting wins and of playing well. So I think there's no excuse there. Right. And if you really depend on, you know, two or three guys to get you games then then that's not a champion team i mean i just got to say it that way right because a champion team you should always have a player that can be there and respond when a player is out and we're not seeing the same attitude right i mean i know the captain's not there and i know roro is pretty contagious when when he's out on the pitch but these guys still have to you know like give it their all i don't care if roro's not there like yeah no i think you even said (laughs) These guys are pros. They're professionals. Somebody said that. Was it? Yeah, you? yeah. I, it's my. It's the thing I always say when when these things these happen. Are professionals. They're getting paid. This is their job. It would be like a you know a, a CEO with all of his directors or her directors and managers just all of a sudden uh, you know the whole thing collapse and nobody can figure out you know like whose fault it was. It's like the finance manager kind of screwed up on three books and. It's if that hey this the way that they're acting with their jobs if that was how a corporation acted it'd be like what happened to that shipment of you know three hundred Lamborghinis there at the bottom of the ocean what whose fault is that you know that kind of thing sorry I read a story about a, <laughs> a, a cargo a car carrier ship sinking earlier oh. earlier this year and it had all the expensive stuff on it the Bentleys. Um, it had every expensive car you could ever imagine, Porsches, Bentleys, um, everything, every, a lot of electric vehicles, Volks, all of Volkswagen's electric vehicles were on it. It was like, 
they estimated it's $400 million worth of cars were at the bottom of the ocean. And so, whose fault is that? You know, it's like you have to go backwards to find out how did it get to the bottom of the ocean? I do not want to see the ship that we're on with Sac Republic at the bottom of the ocean. We don't want that. So we've got to figure out <laughs> who's at fault, you know? <laughs> That's a good way of describing it too. Well, you know, I, I'm not a scuba diver myself, but now I want to go see where those cars are at and do some they're, scuba diving. <laughs> dude, they're almost two miles under the sea. So Ooh. yeah, I, you know, there'll be some, there'll be some action. But that, that happened back in March. I'll have to send you the link to the story. It was thrilling to read it. It was like, no, no, that can't possibly be happening. And that's what's that's what this train wreck is looking like. These last three losses feel like, you know, a, a little bit of a train wreck slash shipwreck. Sorry, you know, Jared. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Not even a giggle, just <laughs> a groan. Yeah, it's, there's really not that much to be positive about i'll, I'll certainly do, uh, try my best <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's the positive thing was the red card right i think that's maybe the one that we could all agree on <laughs> since it wasn't for us right well it would definitely be more positive if we took advantage of it but uh even even then as we'll see later we we did a total reverse on taking advantage of it but uh, we'll talk about more of the red card here first we uh, Michael Salazar, he uh, tries to go for a ball, but uh, the challenge is definitely more more uh, leg than ball here, as we can see uh, on, on our end here. So he just goes sliding in, and I believe that is Matt uh, LaGrosse. Ma yeah, Matt LaGrosse is taking the brunt of it. And so Los Dos goes down to Diaz uh, as far as number of players, but uh, even then, they – at this point, they could have been down nine, uh, down to nine or eight, and with this kind of match play, it probably would have been a worse score. Yeah, you know, in the olden days, it's so funny um, watching this Los Dos versus the Los Dos at the old days in 2014. We used to joke about how we wanted to play Los Dos all the time back in 2014 because we we kind of had their number in 2014 and. Tonight, they had our number. They knew exactly how to play against us. They knew what we were missing. You know, they knew what defense we were coming up with. And they knew exactly what to do with Preston Judge. Like, get the ball to Preston Judd, you know. And then, and if you get the ball near Preston Judd and uh, one of our defenders happens, and Luis, I know you hate this thing, but, you know, we score an own goal. And, you know, I know you're pinning that on Josh Bauer. Well, he's the one who scored it. But if you listen to the commentators, he had two choices. He could either let it go and the watch, and I forget who it was that came rushing in, who could have tapped it in past Carlos because there was nobody else covering the, you know, the back area. Or he could try to get the ball out. And it just so happened in his attempt to get the ball out, um, it just didn't work out right. So, yeah, and I don't know if it would have been any different with Danny Vidiolo if he would have told him to leave it. You know, I just don't know the chemistry mm -hmm. of the def of the defenders and Carlos and the chemistry of, you know, I just don't know. Don't know how, how they all feel together. But I'm glad Carlos, I mean, on, on the bright spot, Carlos got to see some minutes and he got to see some really intense play, you know, at the end of the day. He was called upon a few times so 
That is true. That, that is true. At least Sharon's finding more more positive out of this than, than I can. So that's, that's always something good around here. Yeah, no, it's it's good that she's finding something. I mean, it's it's hard for us. I mean, at least for myself to try and find the positives when it's the third consecutive game, right? Where you just don't get any points. And, you know, it's one of those things where you keep emphasizing every single week, like get the three points. We're so close to third place. You have two more games left, right? And you don't want to be in fourth place because as we've talked about before, right? You're going to potentially play San Antonio if you do advance the semifinal. And I don't think you want to play against them in semifinal finals where you want to actually play against them. And so players just aren't realizing that too. And I really do believe that we're not taking these games as serious because we're already in playoffs and because we've kind of already been, I mean, I know that sure we just clinched it officially, but it looked highly unlikely that with 49 points, we wouldn't have any playoffs, but that's not the mentality to to take. And it could end up hurting us at the end of the day. If we just felt like, Hey, let's, you know, hit the brakes, be relaxed. We're in playoffs already. You don't have to worry about, you know, scoring goals or about getting more points because it's the same thing. And it's like, it's not really because you guys need to keep going up. And, you know, uh, not too long ago, we were close to potentially being in second place. And now we're closer to seventh place than second place, right? Which is crazy to, to see there, but... I want to go back to that own goal <laughs> because you mentioned it, Sharon. You knew that I had a lot of thoughts on this too. And I was really disappointed myself because, you know, you're looking at the 61st minute, you're still one nil down. You have hope that hey, the team could probably at least tie this match, right? They had a couple of opportunities that could have led to that. But I really do think that, you know, he could have done something different. He didn't. And of course, we, one could also say, oh, maybe Saldana could have like potentially cut it through, right? And just told him like, hey, don't get it. Like, I'll just, you know, rush out. It's my ball. But that didn't happen. Josh was the one who, you know, could have done something different. And I don't know. I don't think any other defender that we have currently on the squad would have done that, right? Because I do think that he had the opportunity to like just... Uh, Kick it out, right? I think he had the chance. I don't see why that happened. I mean, I know mistakes happen, but it just hurts you so much to, one, be down a man, have this opportunity against you, get an own goal. It's just disappointing, right? And, you know, okay, I mean, I don't want to be the person to put all the blame on Josh because I mentioned, okay, mistakes happen and whatnot, but just the team in general. How do you allow LA Galaxy 2 to have that opportunity in the first place? right you got one more man how do you let them have such a good opportunity when if you look at the replay i mean it was really just the guy attacking and you had two players right you had josh you had jack you had matt coming from behind there we outnumber them how is it that they get a goal after being outnumbered you know those things shouldn't be happening like that (laughs) so just fyi I believe they just got out of their meeting. The squad just had an hour and a half meeting with, with Mark. Um, And, you know, I know what those meetings sound like and they all have to dig down each one of them. If they get a chance to talk, they each have to talk 
and they each have to say, you know, where if I were in that meeting and I was the player, I would be that person saying, you know, here's what I will contribute. Here's where I, I want to see this going forward. And then they, they can't, it's like, don't, oh my God, I know no one's going to listen to this, but while those thoughts are still fresh, freaking bring them back in tomorrow for training. Do not let them have a day off where those thoughts escape their brains and go to the very back of the brain. Put them back into training tomorrow. Give them Wednesday off. Do not give them tomorrow off. And I know, I don't know if you're going to get this posted tonight or not, but I'm a firm believer after a match like what just happened today and a come to Jesus meeting, if they in fact had that, that you bring them back, you you train them right that very next day. I don't care if they travel back. You know, this is their job and their 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 it's not been a seamless situation right now. We all know that. Put them back, train the heck out of them for a day and a half, maybe a soft training session tomorrow, a harder training session on Tuesday, give them Wednesday off, bring them back in then Thursday, Friday, but do not let them have tomorrow off. No. Train them. Train them. This is going to sound odd. This is going to sound odd, but this hits spot on uh, from when I was watching uh, the Tom Selleck movie, Mr. Baseball, yesterday. Uh, a quick synopsis, uh, Major League Baseball player gets sent to the Japanese Baseball League to, to play. Uh, the reason why I mention this is because of the, the, the strict uh, tradition as far as if something goes wrong with the team, you know, you can't just you know, wave it off, like, like Sharon said, you know, by take, having Monday off. No, get them in there, do some training, get reinforce the values that have been, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily completely lost, but are definitely fading at this point. I mean, because we went from blanking out two teams, four games to nil, to losing the teams like Phoenix and now Los Dos. Something has fallen off. It, needs to be addressed, and they cannot wait till Wednesday. We only have two matches left in the regular season, two opportunities to get close to that third seed, and it needs to be addressed. So I definitely agree with what Sharon is saying. Get them back in on Monday. You know, Go over with, uh, what, what each player is going to contribute to right this ship, to get it back up to where it was before the Open Cup, shortly after the Open Cup. If we continue like this, we could definitely kiss the top four birth goodbye. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of what I've been saying before is that, you know, yes, we have fourth place right now, but the way they're playing, I don't know, right? And, and you know, we'll take a look right now at the standings, but we can't be just depending on fourth place. And it, it's really sad that we had the opportunity to be in second place. And at this point, it's like not even something that we can aspire to. <laughs> and, and third place... I know we're just three points away, but I don't even feel like that's something we can aspire to either because now it's not on us, right? Now we have to depend on Colorado losing two games and, you know, that's a bit tough to see him drop two games and then we have to win both of them as well, of course, right? So it's a, it's a little disappointing and yes, I'm with y'all. I hope that they don't get a break tomorrow. You don't deserve it. I mean, if they would have won, then maybe I would have been like, yeah, no, give them tomorrow off right i mean it's their price for a good game but yeah you got to keep working at it and i'm glad sharon that you mentioned the same example that we mentioned the past two with you know you have to treat it as a professional just as you would 
if it was your career, right? And I'm just talking about like just personal careers and whatnot, because we would be in the same situation, right? You don't do good, you mess up. They're going to have you doing training for whatever it is that your job requires, right? They're not going to give you a day off, right? <laughs> they might not even accept your PTO request. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's got to be treated the same way, right? Because we know that they're talented. We know that you don't make it to this level if you don't have some sort of talent. And so that's why we hammer things down. That's why we keep saying that the guys could do better because we know they can, right? And because we know that coach saw something good in them and we've seen them do good before in the season. So they have to get all these defeats out of their mind, right? And not let it become one of those things that psychologically can affect them, right? Because we know that once you start getting consecutive losses, especially once you hit like three consecutive losses and no goal scored it can get to some guys right so i certainly hope that you know our, our sports psychologist which i'm i'm sorry sharon i keep forgetting his name too i guess because i don't talk about him that much but Stephen ali they showed Stephen him at, the, at halftime <laughs> yeah um, yeah i i hope you know like he can like coach them through as well right because i think you also have to get the consecutive losses out of their head and just be like hey guys go get the win don't feel the pressure of like hey we haven't scored a goal in three games we haven't won in three games not even tied get that out of your head like it's a brand new game you want the points go for it right because that can also affect them should they not win in the next game and worst of all if they don't beat san diego and they get into playoffs with like five consecutive losses. That would be like devastating to them. Because I don't want to waste this red tinsel that I put in my hair. I'm putting it up here so you guys can see. <laughs> I I paid some money. Well, I didn't pay money for the tinsel. But at the end of the day, I did because I got my hair done. And so part of the hair did was getting the red tinsel put in. It's almost like guys, don't make me waste this red tinsel on these losses. It just, I mean, I'm hundred percent with the team, but I also, I just want to see something different. You know, I, I, I want that pizzazz back, you know, that blood thirsty pin them down and, you know, uh, make the other team regret that they even played against us kind of thing. And here's the deal. I think, you know, they're probably spending another night. They're not flying home tonight. They're probably spending the night in LA you know, the, they'll wake up tomorrow and I don't know, you know, I don't know what the players themselves, you know, some of them are going to beat themselves up. Some of them are going to wish they could get on the golf course. And it's like, do you, what you have to balance with these trained athletes, recovery and reward and discipline. And if you're looking to discipline the squad at this late in the season, you know, it's like, what, uh, you know, how do you bring them back through discipline or do you reward them by giving them rest days or, you know, I, I mean, it's just such a athletes is, ah, sports is such a tough business. You know, there's so many factors to balance at the end of the day. So uh, I don't know how this will work. And I don't even want to, I don't want to look at Malik Foster <laughs> missing the PK. I just don't. He earned it fair and square. Ah. Well, I don't, uh, I, don't uh, <laughs> I don't I don't want to see this, Luis. I don't. Well, no. kind of I wanted to mention something you mentioned right now. Um, but I, I don't see Coach Briggs actually rewarding him for anything. I mean, he 
he is a guy that is tough, right? We know how he is too. I don't think he's going to reward him. I think he's going to be like, no, double practice tomorrow, double session. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's that's all I could see him, right? Because I, I would not want to be in that dressing room as a player right now because we know that, yes, coach can be really motivating, but when you lose, I feel like he hammers them down, right? Like he knows what went wrong. He reads the game very well. And so I, I can just imagine the frustration in himself in the locker room as he's addressing the players. So that's why it lasted so long, which is good. You know, I, I always want a coach for any of my teams to be that way, right? To feel like, hey, you guys, you guys should have won and to, uh, you know, just let them know what they did wrong, right? And, you know, try and get a team that can not repeat the same thing if we're ever in the same circumstance because you have to take advantage of your opponent having one red card. That's that's just what it is. It doesn't matter when it happens. Even if it happens towards the end of a game, if you had five minutes, you probably could have gotten some pretty good opportunities uh, with one more man. But yes, Sharon, we got to look at the Malik Foster PK, sadly, because it was a part of the game. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Maybe this might be an unpopular opinion of mine here, but I thought it wasn't a PK. The foul seems way too light if it even existed. And, uh, you know, there were probably other opportunities that could have been called PKs, but ref calls this one a PK. So I think that us missing him is probably something that was destined to happen because it probably wasn't a PK. You know, as they say, if you miss it, it probably wasn't a PK. So They always say the ball never lies. Yeah. That's yeah. the phrase. The ball never lies. I like that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What did you guys think of the foul? I actually thought it was a PK. You know, tonight you and I disagreed on a couple things. <laughs> um, the the guy when he ran into the back, you can't run into the back of the heels of the of the guy. You've got to be spatially aware of the defender. Has to be spatially aware of where he is with the attacker. And um, Malik had a chance to you know re- regain possession on that ball. And the dude, I thought he ran into the back of the legs of of Malik. So I don't know, just just on that, when you trip a guy up that way, running through the back of his legs or the back of his legs. Yeah, Um, Mm. that, you know, I know Malik tries to draw PKs. I know he tries to draw PKs in the box. You know, they all all, any player will try to draw a PK Mm. in the box. But I think this one might have been legit. I think he. I think Malik would have tried to go for that ball and, you know, get it across because he had a couple guys running on. So, and just on the side note, it looked like Dougie meant business because he had the shorts hiked up and we know <laughs> when he hikes the shorts up, he means business and he wants to run. So that's the signal that just feed him a through ball. That's all the guy wants. Cause that's what he likes. He likes those nice little through balls that he can run on. So note to anybody playing with Dougie, when he hikes his shorts up, let him run. Okay, enough said. Uh, as a quick side note, uh, as Malik went to go grab the ball right after the peak, after the PK was called, uh, we saw Universal Studios Hollywood actually pop on the <laughs> on the sidelines. So <laughs> maybe that's why I thought it was also like, oh, maybe it was a light foul. Maybe it wasn't even. <laughs> there's there's some acting going on, but yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Hollywood acting, got it. Okay. I think Jared would disagree, but um, at the end of the day, the PK did not convert. 
Jared, you just don't look happy. I know we're all very sad about all this, um, but we've got to shake it off. Yeah, yeah. It's just this is the first time we've lost uh, three straight games in a row this season. I mean, this is definitely not with it within uh, the, the club's nature this season so far. I mean, it's just, I, I I totally get if it happened like during March, April, something like that. But to have it happen this late in, in the season, I mean, this is a recipe for uh, for late season collapse. I mean, I, I'm hoping this is the last loss we have during the regular season, but <sighs> mm, I, I mean, the stats, Jared, to, to, to the positive part, and I had written this in the chat, the stats look good. I mean, our, our, our statistics are sweet you know, with 16 shots, shots on target, possession, you know, total number of passes, you know, we didn't get a red card. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know you guys. Now I, I'm wondering when I see the shots on target, did they count the own goal as a shot on target? <laughs> oh, uh, just a, as a quick oh, joke oh, there. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. oh, just to get us some laughs, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, the stats look nice and all too. I mean, 64% possession. We should have gotten a goal. I mean, and I'm asking actually more than just a goal now that I see it because 64% is a high percentage. And for a team to get 36% and win the game 2-0 and have one red card. I mean, LA Galaxy just got the lottery ticket tonight, right? The, the winning lottery ticket because they only had five shots, one shot on target and you know, th their goal was a shot on target, right? <laughs> that's, that's all. Yeah, that's and, all they and, needed. And, then also, and then also the almost own goal for uh, Los Dos, I mean, it bounced right, right off the post, which mm. as some of you have known over the season, we you know, we have not had any luck with the goal posts. I mean, whether it's shots of our own or <laughs> shots that the opposition screwed up on. Yeah. No, we've seen countless posts. I mean, you could do a whole highlight reel of them for the whole season. <laughs> Hey, Connor. Oh. Connor, you've got to throw that idea out there, a uh, <laughs> highlight reel of every single time we hit the post, you know, crossbar or the post. It would be interesting to see that too and see how that could have changed games, right? Because maybe that, that means a lot more points. Maybe it would have been a whole different situation <laughs> now if those would have gone in. But Right. And even know. tonight when uh, their their clearance hit the post. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, oh, talk and about I'm, the luck. That's why I said they. It's like they got a lottery ticket today, and it was a winning one. So uh, all Connor, turned out good. And Connor, if you do make that highlight reel with all the shots off the post, be sure and get Walgreens to sponsor it with all the antacids that I'll be buying. I would appreciate it. <laughs> or get Walgreens to sponsor it because they're giving free shots of flu vaccine. You know, they're yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and free shots. Yeah. Oh, we need some free shots after this kind of match. <laughs> oh I ain't talking flu or COVID. Yeah. I well, we had a lot of shots ourselves. I mean, that was oh. 16 shots. And it, it, it's as if these were different kinds of shots because the team wasn't playing as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if we had to do a shot for every shot that we made? And then, oh. Yeah. And no. miss. Oh, my God. That would be horrible. Are you trying to have me? Are y'all trying to have me re recreate my Orlando trip? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Jared did do that post game. No. 
Yeah. Well, at least you guys uh, had uh, fun. Yeah. I, mean, I that, wish I had yeah, gone I mean, to Denny. Well, that's I was putting putting the word out to folks. Hey, we're you know we're bypassing uh, Harry Buffalo. We're heading somewhere else, and you know some of the TVB folks uh, made it. Uh, others did not, but the ones that did make it there. I mean, it did turn the other uh, loss into a positive. So, oh no, Sharon Mendes, and she wishes she would have gone to Denny's because I I went to Denny's after the game. It was midnight. Uh, it was right next to my hotel. So. And then, um, I, uh, and then I forgot that his hotel was way out in BFE. So, <laughs> yeah, there would have been no should, way I could have joined him. We should have seen if there was a Waffle House in the area. That would have been even better. You're was, uh, right. Oh, Jared, you're reminding me. I, I was going to, every time I've been to Florida, these last two times that I've been there, I always say, I'm going to go to a Waffle House. And this time I went to Orlando. I was like, okay, it's going to happen this time. Uh, yeah, we should have done that completely. Yeah. Well, if Once again, in Arizona, if you ever find yourself in Arizona, we are the Waffle Houses out here. Okay, yeah, it looks like whenever we play against Phoenix, we're gonna have to see if we could make a trip out there. Um, maybe Sharon and I yeah. take a road trip too, and uh, or you know, actually fly there too because road trip would probably be oh, all the no. way out there. I swear, but... you and I would kill each other on a road trip. I think it'd be like <laughs> somebody <laughs> shut up so somebody could sleep. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Both could sit there and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would probably knock out. I mean, I'm a quick sleeper, so you'd okay, probably be good. talking. So I, could, I could drive in peace. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. wait, you guys realize what we just did? Every episode always seems to gravitate to food, and the next thing I know, we're talking about Denny's and the Waffle House and missed <laughs> opportunities, and how we want to go to a Waffle House if we ever come out to Arizona. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, well, we need to do an episode all about food. I, I think it's gonna happen someday. Like, this is the food that you can find at Hargill Park. And... <laughs> I've been to Makuni twice this week or last week. Yeah, yeah. twice. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, it's good there. I mean, just to put it out there, right? That's that's a really good place. If it, they had one here in my area, I would be probably going there like three times a week. <laughs> Um, well, oh, predictions time. We're playing Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, too, and, you know, I, we just have to just go through this already and just look at where we're at, sadly. But it's a must, right? We have to look okay. at the standings. Let us see. How it. things are, are looking Let like right now. It. So, as we speak right now, um, Tampa Bay is actually playing against Monterey. They're 1 1 tied right now. Um, actually, no, I take that back. Tampa Bay just scored. Tampa Bay is up 2-1, beating Monterey at home, which can really mess up with their playoff opportunities. But there's still, I think, like 25 minutes left to go there in that match. But as it stands right now, we are still in fourth place, 32 games played, 49 points. Above us with the same amount of games played, you got San Antonio, who's already clinched first place. Um, San Diego Loyo has 59 points, 10 more points than we do. So second place out the door. No way we're ever getting there because, uh, you know, they're 10 points ahead and there's only six points remaining in the season. Colorado is still there with three points above us, 52 points. Below us, you got New Mexico with uh, 31 games played. They just tied against uh, New Mexico, 0-0, which in my opinion was a good result, right? Because things could have been a little bit more um, dangerous for us in terms of losing fourth place. But right now they are five points behind us. but they still have one more game to catch up to us. So they could potentially just be two points 
below us. And that's when everyone's going to start to worry when that situation happens, which I think it will. I think they're going to win the next game. And then you got Oakland Roots, uh, who just actually got a win against Birmingham Legion. 32 games played, 43 points, uh, just six points behind us. But to calm everyone down a little bit more, even if they do win their two games and they tie us in points, we do have a better record against them this season. So Oakland's going to be below us even if they get 49 points. Then you got El Paso with 31 games played, one less game than we do. But they also have 43 points. So in the event that they were to win their remaining three games, getting nine points, they could potentially be above us if we don't get the three points in the next two games. So although they might be six points behind us right now, we have to keep an eye out for them. Because once they get to games played, they could be just three points uh, behind us if they get the win. You know, we have a chance for third, but what are the ramifications? And New Mexico is coming on strong there. And I don't want to play them. And if we stay where we are right now, we have to play New Mexico as our first. If everything stays the same today Mm -hmm. um, into playoffs first round, we'd be hitting um, New Mexico. If we go to third place, we'd be playing Oakland if everything stays the same right now. But I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I don't like New Mexico. I don't like being able to play these guys that are peaking El Paso Mm -hmm. Locomotive. Remember, Rob McAllister said, do not count them out. And he's mm-hmm. right. They've made a surge. Remember, they started out at the bottom of the table and now they've brought, clawed their way back up. Yeah. So this table, the way we see it, is almost exactly how Rob McAllister would have predicted it. Seriously. I keep referring back to him because um, Connor, you know, Connor interviewed him and and this is this is essentially what he predicted. Crazy. And so- this, this is crazy. It's just crazy. The, the team that's below Apostle that right now they're out of playoffs is RGB Toros, right? 42 points, 31 games played. They can also pass us in points, right? I mean, I know it's we look at the table and I feel like it might be easy to discount any of the teams that are below us because they're like, eh, they're like six points below, seven, eight points. But some of them like RGB, Apostle, New Mexico, they still have one more game to catch up to us, right? Now it's like right. reverse situation what we had earlier. And so RGV with, you know, three games remaining, nine more points, should they win those three games, they could be at 51 points. So it's worrisome. So we have to win. We we just got to win. Three points, right? And we've we've been asking for three points for three games. It's it's really something that they need to take seriously because it, it would be a disaster to say we could have won one game out of five games and we couldn't win one game <laughs> or get a point. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, the, there is that too. But we'll see how things go for the other teams too. I mean, you got Las Vegas Lights, 32 games played, 41 points. Uh, Monterey losing at the time being right now, um, but still, you know, not not too far there. I mean, they're all just within a point or two point distance from reaching playoffs. And it'll be an interesting close of the season. And we gave a lifeline to Los Dos, who now have 39 points, 31 games played. They could potentially go and tie uh, RGB Toros with 42 points. So it's going to be an interesting close of the season. Um, and we'll see who manages to claw their way into playoffs. But what I do know is that we need to start getting a point so we don't see ourselves moving down to sixth place because it it could happen. We could be in sixth place if we lose one more game potentially and see other teams like claw their way up. We'll see what happens um, in this league too. But 
our upcoming matches, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, we're going to be playing against Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Danny Villello's former team. So it should be an interesting match for him. And he'll surely start that match against them. And I'll be there. Sharon will be there as well. Right. Of I think. Course. Yeah. And oh then my I'm yeah. supposed to shoot for my season and I need a proxy. Oh, there's no way I can. Sh- there's no way I can shoot. So, yeah, get your boots on and start training, shooting on target because I may pull you in. I, oh, OK. All right. I'm going to have to do some training sessions and see <laughs> see how I could do. I'll feel bad if I bomb it, which. Oh, uh, unless I do it at the end of the, of the game, I might feel better. Do it any worse than what I did last year. I, I my brain was all like, yeah, I can do this. I got this. And the ball literally I don't even know if it made it to the goal. Yeah, it was so bad. I, oh, okay. I was, and here I've played for 30 years, but I haven't played in 20. So has it been 20? No, no, no. It's been less than 20. But still. All right. Well, yeah, you, you let me know. But if I do it, I'll do it after the game, though. <laughs> that, that's my only condition. All right. We have to get to the chicken dinner winner or whatever it's called. God. Oh, do you guys want to get to that? Because it's, you know, the, this game... As much as we keep, or I keep mentioning, right, like negative things that happen and all that, there was a positive thing in this competition for me. I got a point. (laughs) Thanks to LA getting the first yellow card. So thank you, Los Dos, for pulling that first yellow card because I got that point. Although I am a little disappointed with Malik Foster because if he would have gotten the goal, I guess he would score first. I could have gotten two points out of this one. If it wasn't for the post and also the goalkeeper's luck of the ball just like you know staying right there and him just getting it easily, um, I, I could have gotten two. But I got a point unexpected, but <laughs> but it happened. So I have 18 points. Sharon has 13, and Jared has 12 points in this competition. And two games remaining, plus a playoff game. Hopefully, more than that is what we're hoping. But at a minimum, there are three games uh, remaining in the season you guys what are your predictions jared what are your predictions uh y'all gonna hate me for this uh, i'm gonna say it's two nothing pittsburgh i mean i hate to say it but i'm saying two two nil pittsburgh if we score a goal uh, i am gonna say probably da- damia uh yeah there uh first yellow is gonna be against pittsburgh who's your backup if dami doesn't if dami doesn't get it uh i'll go uh deshaun brown good choice all right well hey that that's like i said it's always tough to give a loss prediction but hey you gotta give your prediction as as you see things right i mean that's just the sad reality of of how they're playing right now but i see it just a little bit better i mean i see a tie i'm gonna say a 2-2 tie with uh roro scoring Again, now he'll actually finally be <laughs> eligible to play, hopefully. But if he is not there, then I see Malik Foster getting the goal. And first yellow card, I think, goes out to Sacramento. So on this one, I'm going to go with a 1-1 tie. Keko scoring. And if he doesn't see the pitch, then it's Roro. But I know he'll see the pitch, so whatever. And then I think first yellow, again, is going gonna, is gonna to be Sacramento. Even though I, I was wrong tonight. But I, I'm I'm with you, Luis. I agree that Sacramento will get the first yellow. And if I had a prediction of who that yellow would be, who's pissed off the most? Jacker. 
um Kako's pissed. Dougie. Dougie was well. I don't know if you guys saw his oh. yellow card earlier, right? Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. I mean, you I understand the frustration, but man, that's such an easy way to get a yellow card. I know. I know. Don't get frustrated. I think Roro, because the clock reset for him and there's only two games left. I think Roro is going to go balls to the wall and he's probably going to pick up a yellow. Isn't there like a three uh, match ban after a while too? I mean, I hope they reset in playoffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Imagine he gets two more yellow cards and it's like, well, if he gets three more, <laughs> he gets three. He's like, well, there goes, there goes playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we are. <sighs> Uh, yeah, Roro's got 12 yellow cards. That's where he stands, too. And Well, that side competition that we had, right? Remember who gets the most yellow cards? Luis Felipe got seven. And the guy that I thought would get more, Matt, actually just got two. So there you have it. You guys. Uh... Dougie has his eighth. Yeah. Guess who has to sit next match? Dougie has to sit. Uh... Oh, good point. Yeah. Again, going back to the whole thing, don't you know, uh, earn yellow cards for, like, dumb reasons, right? Oh, my God. Look at our guys. We've got Keko. If he gets one more, he's got to sit. Luis Felipe's got to sit. Oh. Ooh, this is not good. Jacker as well. He needs to watch and not get two yeah. more. Otherwise, he's out of playoffs. Is there I any way we could tell these guys? Is there, is there any way we could tell these guys the only the only yellow cards they're allowed to get are for Dickie's barbecue pit? <gasps> yes. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll bring a Dickie's gift card to him and just say this is your yellow card use it wisely <laughs> well yeah good and <laughs> pointing that out too i mean they're gonna have to keep an eye out for themselves and not get the yellow and if they do get the yellow you know get it in this match <laughs> so they're not missing out on playoffs right because i i don't do, know if you guys know like do they clear out for playoff time or are they, they, thought, do they still keep batting up i thought playoffs cleared and re- they start the clock over for playoffs. I don't know. I don't know that they, I don't think they carry over, but I could be totally wrong. That would be a question for Stephen Ali and the coaches and, you know, the people in the know, not me. That would be a Justin Dubois slash Connor Sutton question. Yeah. Hopefully they do. Cause if they don't, there's a likelihood one of these guys might be missing the first playoff game. Right. I don't want them to, I don't want the yellow cards to carry over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right, guys. It's been real and it's been fun, but man, what a match! Yeah. Now we just have to look forward to next Sunday at two p.m. against Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Hope for the best. Hope for some points. Hopefully, even if it's just one point at this point, <laughs> we need to get something positive out of a scoreline. You know, be be the strong team that we are. We're going to have Roro back and hopefully with his leadership, right, he's able to help things move along. But again, as I mentioned before, we shouldn't just depend on him being there because we have other guys who should be the right leaders, I think, and who've demonstrated that. All right. Well, Sharon, Jared, any last final parting words before we say goodnight? Turn the ship around. No sinking ships. Let's go, Republic. <laughs> And I, I hope y'all prove me wrong with my prediction. I mean, I said 2-0 Pittsburgh. Please prove me wrong. We we desperately need, need the points. And go, Republic. <laughs> well, you and Sharon desperately need the points, too, though. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so there's nothing wrong with it being the other way around, too, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, I'm with you guys as well. Hopefully, 
my prediction is wrong. We get the three points. Uh, I, I'm okay losing all that. I'm, in fact, I'm okay losing the whole competition if it means us actually finally starting to <laughs> to win some matches and getting some goals. I mean, it, I, I don't know about you guys, but it feels so bad to not be able to celebrate a goal in three matches. And we know we all love to celebrate those goals. You know, we love to like go nuts and run around if you're watching on TV. <laughs> And, you know, your neighbor's probably wondering what's going on. But, you know, we want to get back to that, too. And with two more home games, we know the crowd is going to want to celebrate a goal and get loud. And if the players want us to get loud, we need to see some goals, right? Because that's when we get the loudest when we're out there celebrating. So let's get those three points, guys, on Sunday and, you know, just try and see if we can get third place. But at least make sure that we keep this fourth place that we've held on to for quite some time at this point. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us tonight. Um, As usual, we really appreciate your support. And each and every time you listen to our show, whether it be the podcast and or the live show, it's something that we really appreciate here on the show. We'll see you next week with our post uh, Riverhounds recap. But for now, vamos Republic. Cue the music. And we got Jared's chuckle too, which if anyone heard, I don't know if you two heard the last podcast, right? I mean, I know it kind of got posted not too long ago too, but there were some chuckles of Jared's there throughout the podcast. And it was quite funny actually being able to, <laughs> and I had to go to an older episode to actually get the chuckles. So the chuckles didn't happen in the last recording. I went to an old episode, grabbed the chuckles and also um, Sharon's cue the music was grabbed from an older episode as well. I don't know how old too, but I just went down the files, went through them real quick, and I was like, all right, here's a chuckle here. Here's Sharon saying, please cue the music. Boom. Ah, <laughs> oh, D- Jared's chuckles are priceless, I tell you. <laughs> uh, this past couple matches haven't exactly been something to giggle about. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, but if you imagine it as like a clown show, you know, and just kind of like put a tent on it and have the do 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 music, I mean, it kind of it feels so much like a a little bit of a three ring circus that you know, uh, <laughs> amateur. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to you know, stay concentrated. <laughs> what, what, what are you giving your cat? Is that like a little he like brought me a little toy. Ball? Oh, okay. He brought me his toy. He literally brought it up to my lap because he wants me to throw his toy so he can play fetch and bring it back because I have a cat that fetches. So I'm going to actually throw it. For a second, I thought it was like a gumball. I know. It's, it's, a, it's, a puff, it's a little puff. A puff ball. So. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> he won't go. He won't go. And that's why he is called Podcast Cat because he wants to be here whenever the record oh. button is hit. Oh my god. He's like, he's totally like stalling. There oh, he, he went. He dropped. Sorry. Oh, he, oh, oh, whoa. Look at that record speed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All night long, this cat will do that. He'll. Play, play, play. Anyhow.